What is up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, a lot to highlight today, but it's a pro day centric episode. We're going to be talking about everything from Kenny Pickett's throwing to what scouts thought of Kenny Pickett to his hand size magically growing one eighth of an inch. We'll talk about Demore Mathis's phenomenal performance, and we will talk about the rest of the pit prospects and what they did for themselves here. It's a pit pro day center episode of locked on pit all coming up next. Our locked on pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. If you are watching this episode on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Turn on the notification bell. If you are listening to this, wherever it may be, make sure to leave a review, feedback, all that great stuff. Cannot make this show as good as possible without everyone's feedback. In this episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. And folks, as I said, very much a pit pro day centric episode. We're going to talk about everything NFL buzz, NFL draft stock, and of course, Mr. Kenny Pickett as well. Big time day for him. First of all, let me just say this. This was a tremendously packed pit pro day. I mean, there have been pit pro days where there have been plenty of scouts come by, where there have been plenty of guys come in. You're maybe getting an offense coordinator here or there. There were multiple GMs here. There was Matt Rule. There was Scott Fitterer. Those are the Panthers guys. Obviously, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Culver were here. Uh, there were multiple offensive coordinators. Martin Mayhew, the general manager of the Commanders, was here. I mean, there are so many guys that were there. Multiple quarterback coaches, Ron Curry, Saints, Brad Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles was there. Multiple quarterback coaches and offense coordinators were at Pitt for this one. This was big time for Pitt. This was very important for Pitt. Really needed to get this spotlight right it feels like a great spotlight and Kenny Pickett is a spotlight every team in the league was there except the Los Angeles Rams so 31 out of 32 teams and the Rams seem to be skipping most pro days for some reason you know it's I think they can do most things remote so it's a philosophy for them so most of the league comes to pit pro day and everything feels good from that regard there was a platform and a standing not just for Kenny Pickett obviously Kenny Pickett was the main show, but there were multiple cornerback coaches, secondary coaches here to see Damari Mathis. There was plenty of guys here to see a guy other than Kenny Pickett. And the platform provided by Kenny Pickett also more of a platform to those other guys, like Lucas Kroll, like Taysir Mack, like Cal Adamitis, like Phil Campbell, like Johnny Patrician. These guys that could potentially get significant buzz out of this to – catapult themselves to UDFA jobs, 
to late round draft picks, stuff like that. So this was already big, a really well attended, a real, really well attended pro day. One of the most well attended of the entire cycle. You know, obviously the blue bloods will have everyone there, but this one was very well attended as well. And because Pitt is not a traditional blue blood in that term, this was very impressive. And this was very important. So Kenny Pickett, how'd he do? Obviously, first of all, the hand exercises seem to be working out. Stretching those fingers here and, and those muscles there, I guess, are widening his grip a little bit. The reported verified measurement was eight and one fourth prior to the combine. Then he came in, measured eight and a half, and now he's up to eight and five eighths. So it seems to be working to a degree. Maybe he'll hit nine by the time of the draft. I don't know. But regardless, wow. He had a really strong throwing performance today. Very strong. And and let me, to give you some perspective, here's what Kenny Pickett did today. All different types of throws, different types of reads. They threw every bit of route. Go routes, sail routes, posts, slants, just normal checkdowns. You know, went through progressions and hit the check down. They did that. Rolling out of the pocket. They obviously ran over routes. All these different types of routes. Corner routes. You know, all these different types of routes. Up and outs. All these different types of routes that are in an NFL route tree. The basics, the deep ball, everything was thrown today. So you got the full array of throws. You got the full array on tape in front of these scouts. You got everything. So these scouts saw everything today. And so here's the here's what the there were a few impressive things that stood out to me about what Kenny Pickett did. And when I was talking with scouts, a lot of them echo this. You know, they called a lot of them were very impressed, especially you know, I was talking to some offensive coordinators as well and quarterback coaches. They were really impressed. And, and you know, one of them specifically said it was dynamite uh, today. This was a dynamite throwing performance by Kenny Pickett. And I, you know. I was impressed. Obviously, it's an indoor stadium, so there's not the elements, and you don't have to worry about that. And it was a nice day out in Pittsburgh anyway, so you wouldn't have had to worry about it if he was throwing outside regardless. But Pickett hit his deep balls with real consistency. Jordan Addison was also running routes, and they connected on every single one. I think they, you know, Addison ran 10 routes. They were 10 deep balls, goes, posts, different ones, and Pickett hit him in the air in stride multiple times including 60 yarders 50 yarders there was one that was a 30 yard it hit him in timing up the seam against the cover two or a theoretical cover two that is of course so so there was a lot of different throws in that arena also interesting many throws out of structure off platform this was something he really wanted to do today because there were multiple of them Throwing off platform to his left was something I think he very much wanted to showcase. He threw it at all three levels, both at the flat, then to the about 15 yards out, and then also threw a deep ball about 40 yards downfield to Addison off balance and hit him in stride. So very, very impressive throw in that regard as well. Uh, he, I thought he threw to his left really well. And I know some people, you know, well, that might be a little bit of a question mark for them How, when he rolls out to his left. Specifically, obviously, when he rolls out to his right, he's been productive both running and throwing. And he did that today as well, and he looked good doing that. He also looked good going through his progressions. His footwork, it was all in sync. The, the, the mechanics are good. The arm looked above average. Again, I never thought he had elite arm strength. He doesn't have elite arm strength. 
but he has good arm strength. They got there. It hit him in stride. He had good ball placement overall. It was very consistent. So everything here was very much on par with what we've seen from Kenny Pickett. I thought he did exactly what he did. You know, a lot of these guys, this might have been the first time they saw him throw to some of them. If you weren't at the combine, if you weren't specifically there to watch him throw, this is the first time you saw him this up close and personal. You were right on the field there. You were seeing how his kinetic chain worked. You saw how his release worked up close. You saw all these things very up close. This is the first time these guys had seen them. There were many things that worked and he was talking to Fitterer and McAdoo and Rule about his hand size and all of that. Of course, that was something that that was talked about. He talked a good bit with the Saints quarterback coach, Ronald Curry. He talked a good bit with Tomlin and Colbert. You know, he talked a good bit with all these teams that brought these guys to watch him. And Pickett, specifically, what I thought he did that at least showcased something – you know, this the pro day environment is not where you show your intangibles, right? That's that's in your all star games, that's in your combine interviews, that's in your zoom interviews, your 30 top 30 visits, whatever it might be. That's when you showcase yourself, your intangibles. But still, I, I somehow saw Kenny Pickett showcasing those intangibles today, you know, speaking up as a vocal leader and, and helping out his receivers and, and saying, okay, this is what we're doing this. He took action. He stood up. Uh, also, I thought that was pretty impressive was his body language, specifically in how he throws the ball. So there's there's a specific way to throw the ball to make it clear to your receiver. There is a body language where you can say, okay, I'm going to hit you off the two count, hit you here, so to take it vertical or take it more flat. You can showcase your body language to showcase where you're going to place this ball so your receiver knows how to adjust the route. And I think that's part of what makes him and Jordan Addison – a really interesting connection, such a dynamic one at that, is that they really connect off each other. And he had very clear body language today. And I think that, you know, the, while that is a skill on field, I also think that's a body language type thing with, with intangibles uh, more so. That's a leadership factor type of thing. That's understanding things. Football IQ, I, I thought that was really impressive as well. So from scouts overall, very impressive. Panthers were very much on him. He the ceiling, I think, is number six overall to the Panthers. I think there are plenty of teams interested in him. The Saints could be. The Commanders obviously could still be. Um, so there are plenty of teams in there that are going to be vying for spots that really want Kenny Pickett. I think he had a really good day today. Threw well, threw consistently, accurate, smart, all the things you wanted in a workout here. He took it. He took the opportunity in a quarterback class that is this close with each other in every step. It was a good day for Kenny Pickett. All right, but he was not the only one to impress on the day. Damari Mathis also impressed on the day, and we will talk about that. But first, let me let you know about Stat Hero, because did anyone actually take St. Peter's and put them in your Sweet 16? Because if you didn't, your bracket's probably busted. And yeah, mine's is too, so it's not looking too good, and I, I still got some cash from Stat Hero. Pick them, though. If you haven't checked out this new platform, you're really missing out because Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums put the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. 
Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what they are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lines you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players you take on with a set of players you can choose from. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. So folks, sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use the promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use the promo code LockedOn for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Promo code LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we are continuing to talk here about Pit Pro Day. And this one shifting more so to the second major prospect Pit had working out today, and that was cornerback Damari Mathis, who has, I think, done everything possible to increase his stock. If you thought he was a sixth rounder or seventh rounder before, each it seems like at every single step of the way, I've had to bump him up around. You know, and I really and I really say that this is a guy that has done everything in his wheelhouse to absolutely improve his stock. He has tenfold, by the way. He's interviewed well. I've heard that his interviews have gone very well with teams. So his intangible factor has been really good. He's been knocking those out of the park. That's the first one. The most basic one, of course, but that is the first one in essence. You need to hit on those first. And DeMar Mathis has so far. So the interviews have gone really well for him. But I think this all started in Mobile when he went to the Senior Bowl. Very, very impressive week down in Mobile. It was a really good cornerback group down in Mobile. A deep one, also a really good group of receivers there. And yet, I thought Damari Mathis did a great job. A great job down there in Mobile. Was one of the best cornerbacks there. Stuck out, played both slot and outside. Played both press and off. And he was playing physical. He was playing smart. He was playing with an edge. He was playing with a real high level of football IQ. Understanding leverage. Understanding how to read inside out. Understanding match coverages. All this different type of stuff that might be a little bit of an adjustment from the pit scheme to here. You know, man coverage isn't going to be a a difference. And so in those one-on-one drills down in Moby, he was great. And that was really where he kind of stuck in the mud and people were like, okay, this guy's sticking out. He's played that all his whole life though, essentially at this point by playing a pit. So that's where he thrived and he did really well both in the slot showing versatility there and playing outside. So I thought that was the first step in getting the ball rolling in terms of where he was going. So Damari Mathis, first of all, in a live practice setting and a football setting playing really well in the game and in the practices all week, with multiple really high-level pass breakups, that was impressive. And here's the thing. When you now go to the combine and you are DeMar Mathis coming off the heels of what is a solid senior bowl, now you have to build off that again. So how can you do that? Two ways. One, run a 4-3-9-40 yard dash. That's incredible. That's great long speed. I knew he was athletic. I didn't expect him to run that well. 
So that really was a, a shining moment for him. And then you go and you look good in the drills. You look fluid. You, your brakes are clean. And you look like you have ball skills. Important. Those two things, more importantly, is what really got the ball rolling. So good testing started off and good drills. You look good. You look good in a live setting. The tape was already solid. So now you have three things in your favor, plus the interviews. So really, you have four things. Last step was here. Let's round out that testing. Explosiveness, agilities, bench. Listen, DeMar Mathis did everything possible. 43-and-a-half-inch vertical jump. Would have been the highest among anyone this year at the Combine. And that would have been one of the top ever. You know, that's in the, the type of company with guys like Byron Jones and Marcus Williams and those type of players. This is all-time explosiveness. And he even said he, he could have jumped 45. He, that's the highest he's ever jumped, 45 inches. So the guy's got hops for days. And that's been something that's been really impressive to me over this entire sequence and, and watching him go through the process. He rises to every occasion, and then he follows it up with an 11-1 broad. It's elite explosiveness for the cornerback position, really for any position. Folks, some basketball players, I think people don't understand that. Some bas basketball players, of course, are taller, and you'll see them get up to 48 sometimes and stuff like that, but a lot of basketball players hop around you know, 41, 42. Damari Mathis to hop around 43 and a half, 511 is pretty absurd. I mean, you have to have a lot of springiness in your legs here. You have to have a ton of explosives. His explosiveness is off the charts good. So that's great. His bench 15, good for a cornerback. 15 bench reps is really solid. 511, 198, good weight, good size. 31 4 eighths inch arms, pretty good arms overall. And then the short shot is 418. It's not great. It's not bad, but it's more than enough. And he showcased on both in tape and then in the live drills that he did both at the combine and today, that they were ran by Terrell Austin, today Steelers defensive coordinator. He was pretty much putting DeMar Mathis through it by himself, and Mathis looked good. His breaks were clean. Again, he showcased he had ball skills. His hip turns were great. I thought he looked really good today. And so Damari Mathis has risen to the occasion at every step of the way. So now where's his stock? So if it was 6'7", after the senior rope was 5. And then at the combine, ran the 4.39. So okay, firmly entrenched in round 5, maybe pushing round 4. Now you come out today and you do this. Now you're pushing into day 2. Round 3, round 4. That's where you're looking to get Damari Mathis at this point. This is a guy that has a chance to be a top 125 pick. He could slide into the back end of day two. He's I, I call him a lock at this point to be drafted in the top 150. I, it's a loaded cornerback class. But when you have showcased the physicality on tape, the explosiveness and athleticism naturally, how pit corners transition and how sticky he is in man coverage, his interviews, like what has this guy not done? So Demar Mathis has checked off every single box that you can possibly check off in this draft process. It's been really impressive to watch. Round three, round four, that's what you should expect from Demar Mathis. He's a, he's got a rocket attached to him right now. He's probably climbed two, three rounds over the course of this process 
from where he was maybe viewed. So that's impressive to me. A lot of buzz going around the league about this guy and what he's doing. So Demario Mathis continuing to trend up. All right, so let's talk about other guys. Luke Scroll, Tasier, Matt, Keyshawn, Campfield, Campbell, Johnny, Patricia, Kyle, Adamani. So all these other guys that test today, good, bad. We'll highlight all of them and see what they did for their stop. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because it's that tiny year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us and going full storm. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Podcast as we're continuing to talk about Pitt Pro Day here as we look at other guys outside of Pickett and Mathis. So let's start off with the, the specialists. So Adam Ayas and Kirk Christodoulou do not test today. Instead, they snap and punt. And so that's essentially what they did today. And here's been the interesting thing about what they did. So they did it inside and then outside. So it, it, they did. They had both. They both had pretty solid displays today. I, I think that Chris Dudulu punted well outside. I thought he located it well. I thought Adam Ice was great in terms of consistency with his snaps. I thought that was really something for Cal Adamites. You know, he's looked very consistent, and he also worked out the linebackers at the combine, which I thought was really something. I, I really enjoy Cal Adamites and what he's done. So the specialists, I think, had a fine day. You know. It's hard to gauge what a specialist is going to do and where people think they're doing because as a punter, as a long snapper, you're really looking for consistency, and I think both of them checked off that box at least today. But let's look at, at other guys because big day for guys that Pitt had invited, you know, a lot of guys to All-Star games, C the CGS, the Hula Bowl, obviously the Senior Bowl, the Shrine game, and also the NFLPA game. So Lucas Kroll, I think, was the biggest one outside of those main core guys that was invited to the Combine. And Kroll today, boy, he was not invited to the Combine. And he put a chip on his shoulder today, and he came out and really tested well. This was very impressive from what I thought he did. And so really good 40, 4-5-4. Four, four. That's great. At six foot six, two fifty three, great. Great time for Lucas Kroll. 35-inch vertical and 10 feet broad, very good as well. 435 shuttle, 7163 cone, both good numbers. So this is a guy that really came in today. His MO was, okay, I'm an athletic scene buster. I can be attached from the line. I can be this type of bigger guy that can just be a bigger athlete than other guys, and they're not going to stop me. And he needed not only this testing, he also needed the drills, and I thought he ran his routes well. I thought he looked fluid. He didn't drop any routes. He made a few really good catches outside his frame. I thought Lucas Crow did a really nice job today. I thought he did well for himself. And again, being invited to the Shrine game, you have some type of buzz around you, and he tested well. I think Crow has the potential to maybe be drafted somewhere in round seven. 
I'm thinking he does. The athleticism, the size, you just don't find it a ton. He brings something in that regard. So teams like looking for an athletic seam buster in that regard are, are going to maybe take a look at a guy like Lucas Crow late in the draft. And I think be a quality option. Now, other guys that stood out, Taysier Mack, I thought had a pretty solid day as well. 36 inch vertical, 10 2 broad, 4 4 7 40, 7 1 9 3 cone. Not a bad day at all for Taysier Mack, who measured in at 6 foot 2, 300, uh, 200 pounds, rather. Really solid for Taysier Mack today. Ran his routes well, caught the balls well, caught a few really outsized frame, used his wingspan that he showcased. Pretty impressive day for him as well. You know, Mac, Mac's a guy that got invited to the NFL PA boy, and you could comb through minutia to try to see where he was going to go. And there were a lot of questions about that. But I think Mac's done well for himself, where at the very least, even if he doesn't get drafted, he's going to get his name called in the UDFA process, and he will get a contract. So he will definitely find himself, at the very least, earning a camp opportunity, trying to earn that opportunity. So, Taser Mack, good day. I thought similarly, Melky Stovall had a solid day as well, running a 4.47, jumping 37 and a half inches today. He's only five foot eight, so getting up that big is incredible. And 10.4 broad as well, 419 shuttle, 709, three cone each quick. He's explosive, and he proved he had long speed. So, Melky Stovall, who maybe wasn't on the radar of some of these scouts and everything, I think he did enough to get himself a rookie invite. Now, the linebackers as well really showed out today. Phil Campbell, honestly, had a really underrated day. And you won't hear a ton of buzz about that, but you should hear more because the guy really actually ran well. Ran 4-5-1 today, 33.5-inch vert, 10-inch long jump, 10-feet long jump, rather. Um, so this is a guy that had a pretty good game. Uh, and, you know, six foot and a half. I thought he looked good in the drills, looked fluid. They're viewing him as a will linebacker, so... Same position he played here at Pitt. The money is essentially the equivalent to the will, if you will, in the NFL terms. And so Phil Campbell did very well for himself. I thought he tested well. That 4 5 one is real nice if you're expecting him to play will. And then you saw the fluidity both in the agilities and in the drills. Johnny Patrician is another one of these guys that I thought came out, did a nice job today. Six foot, almost six foot one, 20 reps on the bench. 38 and a half inch vertical. How about that? 10 feet broad, 455, 46973 cone, 418 shuttle. A really good day for Johnny Patrician. He tested out of the gym in a lot of respects as well. That I'll tell you what, that broad and, and that vert are very impressive from Johnny Patrician. So we'll see as, as he goes up more we'll see how he continues to climb up the ladder but this is very impressive to me and i think he's definitely earned himself a camp invite at the very least and potentially a udfa contract a lot he impressed a lot of guys turned a lot of heads today i also think Keyshawn camp had a good day you know running a 468 to 283 i don't care who you are if you are 280 pounds and you're in a 468 you are moving that's a big man moving 31 and a half inch broad or, or 31 and a half inch vertical rather nine and two broad. And then you also had the 27 reps on the bench. So this is a guy that is powerful. This is a guy that's strong, that's explosive and that can move. And with Keyshawn camp, we always knew he had that ability. It was always about staying healthy again, only two, a three. So where are you going to play him? 
Is he going to have to bulk up a little bit? Probably. Is he going to have to be a guy that maybe puts a little bit of weight on? Yes. But great testing from him as well, proving everything you knew about his athleticism. I thought this was a really good day, and the, the strength and conditioning program is doing a great job because this is now two years in a row that most of these guys are coming through and testing out of the league. So pitch strength and conditioning program is doing something right out here right now. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll be talking about John Hughley, of course, returning. We'll talk about the significance of that and more. As always, thanks for listening, and folks, as always, hail top hit.